This podcast is created as part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. Uh, hey everyone, uh, once again I would like to welcome to yet another episode of a data science uh, professional. Uh, we are uh, trying to figure out in this uh, series mostly that what kind of different roles and responsibility data science professionals are handling from their different uh, domain and uh, sector uh, professional journey. Apart from it, what kind of educational background they have and how they have uh, prepared their journey towards uh, starting the career in this section. So in this episode, we have invited uh, one of our guests uh, who have joined with us. Uh, his name is Ravin, Ravin Kumar, and we'll be going to get an idea about his journeys and uh, his uh, thoughts that how he looks towards data science and try to get some insights. So without wasting any time, uh, I'll be uh, welcoming our today's guest. Hey, Ravin, hi. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Glad. Oh, great. So, uh, you know, uh, Things are a bit uh, very challenging right now, okay, and we all are working from home, okay. So uh, let's discuss about how things are going on right now with you, okay, and you know, how much difficulty it is or what are the positive things you see in this current time? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, this is a challenging one, a far-reaching one. I, you know, I think the... The most positive thing I've seen, and if I keep it in a data science theme, actually, is um, right. I guess how big the online community has come together in this time. So um, many conferences have moved online. A lot of educational material has moved online. And that has just made it more, uh, well, it's made it more accessible for sure, right? Like, I mean, we'll go right. to conferences that were used to be for a certain region. Now, people from any region can go to them. And actually, another th- byproduct that I've liked uh, is that these are typically recorded now, like this podcast, right? Before right. you have these in-person meetings, these data science or otherwise meetings, and the people there would have their conversations and whatnot, but they would be sort of lost the time, except for the folks that are there. But now I've just noticed much more content coming onto YouTube, again, this podcast or other formats. So I feel like uh, there's a bigger archive of things to to look into or right. to listen to or to read. So that has been one uh, silver lining given all the challenges that are going on right now. Right. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense, you know, because uh, what my motive towards starting the podcasting is that I have listened to some podcasts, okay. And once I'll get to know the idea, okay, it makes a lot of sense and understanding got increased because, you know, during the uh, uh, pre-COVID times okay, or before COVID, I used to attend different seminars and, uh, you know, meetings that has been happening in different uh, uh, cities. So that will give us an idea that how things are going on, how other professionals are looking towards. But right now it's been, you know, we are just uh, bounded in our homes. So podcasting gives us a great chance apart from YouTube as well to look into the content and figure out how we can proceed. Yeah, that's a great insight. Uh, Let's... uh, talk about you know so we'll be starting about your uh, initial journey so uh, let's talk about your uh, uh, grad and uh, uh, grad situation uh, graduation situation where you know 
during that period from the first year to the final year we improve ourselves in a continuous way okay and we look that how we want our future to be whether we'll be going for the uh, post graduate uh, post graduation degree or we'll be going to uh, join some firms okay and get some experience and how we should be looking toward uh, these things so how things have been for you during uh, these times um so to be clear is this during my education before i graduated or the first year after i graduated during during graduation you know how things are means how things are evolving for you yeah so my graduation unfortunately is quite a long time ago now and i was in a completely right. diff- different career so i was a mechanical engineer at the time i was actually okay. very excited and hoping to become a race car engineer actually for for an F1 team um there was the, there was a team called Force India at the time or a couple others i really wanted to work for them so my career had nothing data science or data or statistics was not even close to my radar at the time but there were some common themes i had right there had questions about um how would i find this position what how would it what would the growth path look like where would i be um So even though the career path was different I think some of the lingering or some of the questions I had at the time uh I continue to have now that's maybe a constant thread between data science and my mechanical engineering career of the past. All right, a bit. So yeah, I think uh, that make a lot of sense and then how because uh, you are coming from mechanical uh, stream initially, okay? so you know from that vertical to getting data science vertical okay so how you have you know crawled your path through these okay and figure it out that this is what i really want to do okay and uh, this is where yeah. you are right now no that's Maybe. good i actually like that you use the word crawled because uh, it was definitely slower than i would have liked it to be i wish it was a sprint or a straight line so what happened uh-huh. to to sort of close out that story uh it turns out it's really hard to get a job in a formula 1 team they're very very competitive um and I did not get a job at a formula 1 team surprise but I did get a job at a, a, a factory that makes oil tools it was a multinational company called National Oil Ball of Varco they're, they're based in India and Europe and Americas and all over Saudi Arabia just all over the place so I uh, got my job there I was designing parts are designing the manufacturing um systems and the the factory to be precise so what happened is this oil tools factory would make these enormous parts uh these these parts are like 20 meters long they could be a couple of tons some i think like two couple thousand kilograms maybe 2000 kilograms so really really big big oil tools oil rig parts um and this company needed yeah they need they would want to make more right or they'd want to make them better or more efficiently and to do that they right. needed these big pieces of machinery uh they're called horizontal boring mills or cnc machines and they would cost multi-million dollars 3 4 5 million dollars and naturally the question they would ask it was my job was they would ask me they since i was the one who helped um figure out how the parts should be made like which machines they should go on they would they then ask me if we bought this particular piece of machinery would our factory become more efficient like would we reach our business objectives better? no right at the so time analyzing the product right exactly and yeah at the time i wasn't i'm not was not savvy with data science right so the, i didn't know how to use python or pandas or any of these tools 
but I did know how to use Excel for my college degree and being a younger person at the company, I knew Excel better than, than most. So it was a matter of, now I can say it was a matter of, you know, extracting the data from the ERP system, loading it into Excel, if you want to call it loading it, and then going through and finding out how many parts are we supposed to make, how long do they take and how much money would we save? And I actually found that to be very okay. interesting. I found that to be much more interesting than my actual job of figuring out how to build the parts. So that was my first spark into uh, analyzing data actually seems to be more fun than right. being a mechanic. Got a test of it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Got the test of it, right? Yes. Yep. Exactly like you said. So from there, like you said, it was a it was a long crawl, maybe like six, six seven years, if I depending on how you count. From learning all these right. skills that I'm sure others, I've actually heard others talk about in this podcast. So moving from Excel to Python, learning pandas, statistics. Um, so the career just continued, escalated from there. After that, I went to SpaceX and my primary job was to analyze the supply chain systems and build them at, at that particular company. So there is where I got a lot of SQL experience. Um, Tableau started diving more into statistics, things like that. From there, moved on to a company called Sweetgreen that was a restaurant. By this point, I had learned about Bayesian statistics or at least been introduced to it. Um, it turned out to be very useful for me at SpaceX. So started contributing to open source. And that's how, I, after that, I ended up at Google. Now I'm a data scientist there and um, full on data scientist. So I think I've successfully made the career transition now, but it was, yeah, a longer journey to that initial spark. Uh, right. Right, so I think uh, if we can uh, connect to the first job, okay, to the uh, final where you are at now. So almost how how many year of experience uh, in a rough way? So yeah, this depends on how you count. It's kind of crazy, but I bit I my first job right. was a decade ago. I I took a break to take get a grad degree, so maybe you can take out okay. those two years. But I would count it somewhere between six, probably for for data science proper, probably a six year transition. So. I have to say, right. I read all these articles about becoming a data scientist in like one month or one year, things like that. I definitely was not my experience. It was a much longer time frame. Okay, right. So we can say that uh, for almost a decade, you are into the professional field, mm -hmm. and around six to seven years in the data science, right? That sounds about right. All right. So uh, you know, uh, so I'll uh, go some uh, other details uh, within uh, this journey as well. Uh, because you are from mechanical, okay, and uh, you have analyzed the data, you have figured it out that yeah, these are the capital things, and I will be looking this as my career, right? So, uh, uh, you have you ever feel that yeah, I need to, uh, you know, uh, have some learning as well, okay, or uh, uh, go for certain courses as well, and what kind of courses you have figured it out, okay, that had made you more capable uh, in understanding the data science? and how that courses has helped so could you put on uh, a bit of light of course there were so i would say there were there were a lot of processes so, that, I, that i thought would work that did not work at all and then there were there were two in particular absolutely. that worked really well so let me start with the ones that didn't work because maybe i'll i'll help others reassess and figure that out absolutely failures are great learning right yeah well the first biggest one was should i go back and get my phd in stats or something like that uh, clearly that's a very effective way to get a data scientist job um, because there's a lot of you know, PhD statisticians yeah, yeah, yeah. and things like that. It's a very big commitment to go get a PhD. I mean, I had already, I already thankfully had a bachelor's and a master's, so I wouldn't be starting up from scratch, but even, even from there, it would have been a five year yeah. journey. 
So for a while I struggled with this. It's like, should I go back or should I not? Thankfully I didn't because I didn't need to. Um, this is not to say don't get a PhD if you want one, but if you're just trying to get one to get a data science job, I would, I personally would not advise it. The second one that I tried, um, I'd say it worked a little bit, it worked at the beginning, but is in the long-term strategy is taking those massive online courses. So like a Udacity mm -hmm. or Coursera, things like that. I think it's, it's good to start, right? If you haven't, yeah, you haven't done deep learning or something like that, like it's, that's a great place to get pre-contained material in, in a nice format. Um, but after a while you stop learning a lot from those platforms and they don't get you to a final job. They just teach you more random skills. Um, so I'd say that'd be good for the beginning. Things that no, didn't right. work at all. Uh, I was I went on this hacker rank type of leap code interview things. That wasn't good. Um, memorizing probability distributions and textbook problems also was not a good path. I went on and off of that. The things that actually did help uh, were practical experience. So uh, either, either on the job, but I say the most valuable one actually was in open source um by far open source so even i i, I want to say, say this very explicitly i think people might get the impression that because i worked at spacex or something like that that's how i ended up getting a data science job i would actually say the reason i got a data science job was i decided to start contributing to open source on a whim and that by and large mm -hmm. had the biggest effect for no more for a number of reasons so oh i'd say open source and hands-on experience are the, are your best path there Right, absolutely. You know, uh, even what I feel that uh, once we are uh, uh, find out that yeah, this is the field I want to be. Okay, then we start making co uh, connections around it, and the community is really there for data science. You know, the community is there, and we can figure it out that what are the open source tools are available. And once you start working on it, so uh, it makes a lot of sense to figure it out during that path and uh, make the next uh, best decision that is possible. I think that's uh, more rely our towards it, right? Uh, now I want to, uh, you know, uh, currently uh, or even from the last uh, five to six years, uh, till now, we have seen a lot of uh, improvement and capable increase in the data science, uh, right? Like uh, its field has been broadened in a much larger way. We are seeing right now NLP engineer, machine learning engineer, data analyst. Apart from it, there are, uh, you know, uh, other capital, uh, capable verticals, which are just opening the branches within the data science. So how you think, okay, that uh, the path for the data science will be uh, available in the next, you know, two or three years, where a lot of, you know, metaverse will be there, or even uh, there is a 5G or 6G implementations that will be improving the technology in a very broader way. And there's a lot of data, I think will be there. So how you think, uh, you know, this uh, data science will reform or transform itself? Well, prediction questions are always the hardest. Um, <laughs> so one, one I'll say is I think you, you hit a lot of it, right? That uh, the field seems like it's it's here to stay. Um, it's definitely, even in the time that I've been in, which is a very short period of time, it's evolved a lot from, uh, like, let's say when I first, even when I first started with data science, there weren't these libraries, right? There were like libraries, like let's say TensorFlow or, or PyTorch or these deep learning frameworks, people were still coding uh, neural okay. networks largely by hand, right? But now there's a mature code bases around them that have a couple of iterations. There's more examples and people. So I, 
I don't see that trend stopping, even just maybe in the deep learning space. Like you also said, and, and as we talked about a little bit earlier on this podcast, the world definitely uh, digital is here to stay. Whether whether we're forced into digital from COVID or not, it just uh, with with food ordering being digital, or like you said, it pushes into new technologies. Whether they're um, whether they're good or not, I say the metaverse or um, Web three or whatnot. There's still digital technologies that give off data, right? So kind of primed for analysis of some sort. Um, so I see, I see the overall field growing. I think you also alluded to this, which is another good one, is that there's, there's, um, more nuanced roles that are coming out. So even again, when I started applying the data science jobs, even in 2016 or so, uh, data scientists could mean so many different things. It could, these days it could mean like, um, machine learning engineer, or it could mean data engineer, or it could mean data analyst, like they're all grouped under this one umbrella. Mm-hmm. But I think a, a lot of organizations are finding the nuances like data analyst, machine learning engineer, research engineer, whatever they may be. So I think the individual companies and folks are finding their niches in certain certain sub areas. And then I'll say there's a part that I like, I probably don't even have a good prediction on, right? Like there's probably something really amazing that's gonna happen that I, I don't even know that I'm, I can't even see in my, my radar um and i'm kind of curious to just see what that would what that will end up end up being there's so much research going on in novel techniques um there's so many new sorts of organizations or companies that are being created that between the innovation in industry and the innovation in academia something amazing and unexpected could happen just with so many people Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, a bit can be predicted right now, but a lot still uh, need to be figured out, right? Mm-hmm. We can just look around it. Uh, great. So uh, it's it's a great journey and the great discussions of the caliber nuances that we have discussed. Let's talk about you know uh, the book that you have uh, recently uh, published. Okay, along with two other authors. So uh, uh, that is Bayesian modeling and uh, computation yes. in Python, right? Can you tell us a bit about how you have approached towards it? Okay, what uh, made you think around it and uh, to go ahead and publish such kind of a book? Yeah, um, there were there were a number of reasons to publish the book. I'd say um, just listing them off, maybe not even in importance order. One is um, it, I learned so much from data science um, authors or folks that put stuff onto into print or onto the internet that writing a book seemed like a way to give back to the community, especially I'm going to give a plug. The book is completely free at BayesianComputationBook.com and you can read it on open access. You don't have to even buy the book. So it was one way to just go back and yeah, give back to the data science community. Um, Another reason though, is that um, I, I would say when you talked about growing into data science, there was a large period of my time where I was sort of lost in data science. I, between neural networks and decision trees and random forests and all these sorts of things uh, for maybe let's say traditional frequential statistics um i wasn't able i wasn't able to find a way i could use data at, at my, the companies that i worked at so i wasn't building recommender system i wasn't classifying images so i really felt like there was a way to use data at the organizations i was at and in my particular role but the, those particular tools didn't work for my situation I happened to chance upon Bayesian statistics um, and it was perfect. It was exactly what I needed. The challenge I found, and this took me another two or three years of, of learning, 
was how to apply um, computational Bayesian tools to my day-to-day -day work. They eventually was able to piece it together with the help of, you know, my co-authors and the community and, and the STAN and PyMC um, and greater computational Bayesian community, but it was scattered and all over the place. So the idea of the book was uh, consolidating all the, well, not all, but a large portion of the thought process and tools and methodologies for using computational uh, base and, and putting it into one resource. So if somebody's specifically interested in computational base, now they have uh, a reference and a guidebook of how right. to apply it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, and it's even, uh, you know, the kind of uh, thought uh, that you are going on with, you know, that uh, to um, get something from community and just giving back is uh, what I can really uh, like it. So um, now, you know, uh, I want to open some uh, other main points that how right now, because I'm working in the data science field as well. Okay, I'm still fascinated by some, uh, you know, and I see that uh, there will be some uh, new things that will be going to be involved with the data science. And I'm really fascinated by the, uh, uh, you know, uh, sorry, I'm just uh, missing the name. It's quantum okay. computing, you know. So I'll got a chance to uh, see some uh, uh, research and, you know, some TED talks around that. Uh, I found out that the kind of capability that quantum computing is giving right now, okay, and the kind of futuristic approach it has is, you know, completely revolutionized, revolutionizing. So I just want to understand that uh, how you think, uh, this is my perspective that how I think that uh, data science will be having some uh, more verticals and some new capabilities that will be coming around. So as per, you know, your uh, mass experience, how you think that the uh, next uh, cap capable tools and technology will be there, okay? And uh, data science, current data science professional must uh, take a look or even learn to make themselves more comfortable in the coming time. I mean, I, I think one thing that I've, that I've learned the hard way is there's gonna be a lot of uh, new exciting things in data science for sure. Every day there's a new paper published or like you said, some new technology or some new method uh, coming right. out. Um, and for a while I would always try and learn that, right? I'd try and learn the newest LSTM method or or some new uh, gradient boosted tree library from like CatBoost to XGBoost or whatever. But I think my advice would be those discoveries only come from people that understand the fundamentals and it i want to stress that rather than if especially if you're starting really get an understanding of the fundamentals of, of your space um and right. and be able to navigate that in your head or through code quite easily and then i would then move my focus to what the future is going to be um it, it's just uh, there's so much going on so fast that that it's really challenging to keep up. The people that are making these discoveries have been working on them for a really long time. That's not to say that you can't do that or the, uh -huh. the listener can't do that, but it would be you're better off on a solid foundation than sort of going from one place to another. Right. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, uh, 
so what i really feel right now is that uh, in data science uh, most of uh, freshers that are uh, uh, studying in the colleges they uh, for them making transition into data science is right now pretty hard because the market is uh, you know open currently for uh, means for the major part around 3 to 8 year experience and for the initial level uh, freshers getting into the data science uh, they feel a bit uh, really hard because i'll be interacting with a lot of students recently so you know for them uh, this uh, thought that you have said that building the foundation will help to at least uh, make some good uh, understanding around it or so that yeah these kind of cable skills i have and uh, this can be uh, used within that uh, professional uh, requirement that will be uh, available so uh, yeah uh, uh, one thing uh, i just want to uh, get from you is that uh, what you suggest for uh, you know apart from what we have discussed uh, for freshers that they should look okay or the uh, quality that they should choose or understand because during that period uh, it's really hard to understand a lot of things so some basic five or six point that you want to mention for freshers to understand and you know learn at the beginning level i mean so i'll just give you my one advice i'd say this is the most impactful thing and i'm it's uh, right. repeating the same thing but i will say it again as many times as it takes uh is contribute to open source then contributing to open source is honestly the best path uh i'm going to say that very bluntly because it ex- it has so many benefits to it right one is you by by applying you're directly applying your skills you don't have to get into a company open source is there the open source tools are used at companies so by contributing to pandas numpy or pymc or rbs or any one of these tools um you're going to learn that what that particular thing does and you're going to learn it really well. So that's the way you can learn for yourself. The second thing you'd already mentioned a little bit before as well is you build a community. So you're getting okay. to interact with people that are already leaders in the data science field, right? They're the ones that are making the tools, those maintainers, and you just get to know them, right? You'll learn about their career paths, they'll get to know you. The folks that show up um become noticed pretty quickly. And that's that's the let's say the open source part. The other part is then when you go to an organization like a like a, a Google or any other company your resume will show both your your school experience but then it'll also show well it'll show two things right it'll it'll very publicly and verifiably show that you are able to contribute production grade code um which is incredibly important and it'll show that you have an initiative to independently um go on solve projects and now you've answered a, mo- a lot of questions do you know data yes do you know programming yes can you work on your own in a little bit of an ambiguous environment yes can you work with others yes so i feel like open source is a unique area to demonstrate all this at once and and i think that is by far the most impactful and per time ratio um uh investment you can make if you're trying to get into data or programming in general if you're even cs right i think you know the this uh, really help i think for the freshers or even we as a data scientist or somebody who want to transition into data science that if you are uh, contributing towards open source or towards some community you can really make yourself uh, visible towards the and from there you can grow further right 
so that make a lot of sense so uh, coming to the uh, last section uh, we are uh, we mostly discuss about what you are currently into like what kind of uh, things you are into right now okay how you will be uh, analyzing or doing things at your level and how uh, you will be seeing yourself in uh, upcoming uh, two or three years the kind of uh, capabilities that you will be handling a bit of idea sure um if i if i understood the question correctly it's what am i working on currently and then where what where will i be going in the next couple right, of years right it's a generic word. absolutely um so currently i currently i i'm i'm really focused on trying on this thing called decision science or the subfield of data science called decision science and so the idea is in an organization um using data to help stakeholders or leaders make a decision of of some sort so different than um a prediction algorithm like a neural network type of algorithm that's classifying images like as a car or horse or what not uh, okay. over thousands of images or tens of thousands or millions of images i'm more so trying to understand what how can i leverage data that's in the organization and some level of statistics to help drive an operational decision um so that spans both data skills bayesian statistics for instance or any sort of statistics but also communication and um I'll say like quote unquote MBA sort of skills. So that's the that's the direct career that I'm uh path that I'm going in right now. And then the other is just I is um sort of an offshoot of the book like you mentioned, giving back to the community is I okay. really would like to become a better data science uh leader and this doesn't mean manager or director like that has a budget in org but it's more so that um like you said there's there's a lot of new folks coming into data science the field itself is growing and i find it pretty rewarding to help uh an organization or whether that be a, a one in a company or even like open source um how to help them form and, and navigate and and turn out some something good maybe a new functionality in pymc or some something at at work so just improve the capabilities in whatever yeah. possible right yeah of and of the people especially right right so i think uh, uh, that's a you know great insightful discussion that we have and thanks for uh, finding out the time okay and uh, interacting with us and figuring it out that what kind of journey and capabilities that you have gone through till now and you know uh, it really make a lot of sense and a lot of uh, folks who are not uh, graduating by choosing a data science uh, or a computer science as a career can relate with the uh, kind of discussions we have right that how they can navigate and figure out that whether uh, this field is really for them uh, it's just uh, they are uh, trying to uh, make a navigation because of the boom so uh, thanks for this uh, talk any last thing that you want to say to our listeners no i just i really appreciate you folks putting on this podcast and again sharing this information so like you said this so many people that are trying to get into data science and you're providing this resource for them so i appreciate it okay great thanks thanks ravi and yeah see you soon